It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Which Senior Bowl standouts could be potential draft picks for the Dallas Cowboys? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. And we've got a special guest for you guys today from Mobile. It is Damian Parson from the Locked On NFL Draft Show. Damian, thanks for uh, jumping on the show to uh, talk some NFL Draft. Absolutely, guys. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a supportive Cowboy Nation, so I don't, as you can see from the hat, I don't mind uh, talking some Cowboys. I appreciate the invite, man. Of course. Uh, check him out on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. And let's jump right into it. Uh Landon, I know you and I have been watching some of the wide receivers this week because we, we kind of believe that the Cowboys could use a little bit more juice there, especially with Michael Gallup's contract situation, uh, with Brandon Cooks being on the last year of a deal. Damien, who are some receivers that stood out to you in Mobile, Mobile that you think would fit the Cowboys roster? So, I mean, I, you know, you look at one guy that really had probably arguably one of the best weeks, and that's, you know, Georgia wide receiver, Lab McConkey. This guy came out the first practice and was dominant, right? Like route running, quickness, tempo, footwork, but also open field speed. It didn't matter if it was a corner, an outside corner, a nickel corner, or even a safety, which some of the safeties, like, they are good out here in coverage. No one really had an answer for him in one-on-ones, right? So hmm. you think about pairing him with, like, a – C.D. Lamb and, and, and with Dak Prescott, and it would give him that kind of quick, instant winner, right? You think about when we watched Tom Brady with the Julian Edelmans, the, the Troy Browns, um, those type of guys, but this guy has more speed and juice to his game in open field. And he's very tough. Of course, he's got the championship grit from playing for Georgia, so he knows how to take hard coaching and how to show up in big moments. And for me, just watching him, the confidence that he displayed, and just listening to the the wide receiver coach uh, for his team, kind of like when, they, when whatever he was doing something, if he needed to correct it, he corrected it. But most of the time, it was a lot of praise heaped his way, and for good reason. This young man came out here and had an awesome week of, of ball. Uh, you know, one of the thing, one of the guys that really kind of intrigued me, just based on like his kind of blend of skills, and and frankly, <laughs> what where he fit like potentially as a Cowboys, you know, replacement is Brendan Rice. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, it sounds like he had a really great week of practice as well. Um, do you think that he could be a guy that potentially could fill a, a Michael Gallup sized hole that the Cowboys have 
uh, if they decide to kind of move on in that sort of big body uh, receiver downfield sort of role? I think so. You know, listen at six three, like two ten. Um, I talked to a DB who faced him in in one on ones and team drills, and he said, "Listen, if you look at his body, he plays the way he looks. He's strong. <laughs> he's physical. He's like yeah. you don't really want to try and be too aggressive with Brendan Rice because he uses that to his advantage and plays the body position game. But I saw a guy at his size and his height. I think it was day one uh, uh, against a Penn State corner. I think it was uh, Johnny Dixon." He draw he drew three pass interference penalties, but he caught all three passes despite <laughs> being heavily interfered with. Right, uh, one was on a double move, a stop and go. He caught it for a touchdown. The other was a post. He was still grabbed around the waist, fought through it, ran, you know, ran underneath the ball, still got two feet in for a touchdown. The other one was an end breaker, and then you just saw good route running. You saw tempo, but again, you saw the physicality. And I think pairing that with CD Lamb, like CD, CD is a, a do it all receiver. And he proved that this year. But getting a guy like Brendan Rice where, you know, unfortunately you, you wanted J- Jalen Tolbert to fill that role. And, and mm-hmm. maybe he still could, you know, if you know, still got time, right? He's still yeah. like, what, a second, third-year player. But mm-hmm. Brendan Rice with his size, the pedigree, you know, his dad was at practice yesterday watching his son do his thing from the side, you know, from the sideline, which was awesome to see. Brendan came out here and really had a good week, strong week, great hands. Like, I don't think he – I don't think he dropped anything. Um, and then there was one rep where they were working red low, uh, low red zone yesterday where Michael Penix didn't give him the ball. He won on the fade. Like, he won at the line of scrimmage. He was open. And you could just see him. Like, he's like I was standing right there. He was, like, verbally, like, yelling back at Penix. Like, give it to me. Throw me the ball. He wants the football. And, mm-hmm. like, him and Penix, they laughed it off. He was like, bro, I'm open, like, all the time. Like, just throw it up to me. You know? And that's the type of guy you want on your in your receiving court. A guy that's always confident, that trusts his ability and trusts his skill set. Now, how would you compare him to – Michael Pittman, who came out of USC, mm-hmm. was it four years ago? Similar body, you know, both at over six foot three, over 210 pounds. I think most people view Pittman as a better prospect, but can you compare and contrast those guys a little bit? Yeah, I, th- I would say I think I think Pittman was a little um a little more refined uh, with like route running and, and and different things like that, and a little more nuanced. Where you know, I look at Brendan, I think Brendan's a little bit more physical um, of the two. But both of the guys, they're similar in size. Uh, Bill, of course, same school. And I think Pittman is actually a nice little comp in terms of like where you can, where you hope to be able to get Brendan Rice to in terms of that kind of ceiling of being that possession, like three-layer three, three layer, uh, wide receiver. I think he could bring that to the table. But yeah, I think Pittman was a little bit more nuanced mm-hmm. with his releases, um, you know, with just, I think he was a little smoother too, where you just look at, you know, you look at Rice and it's like, man, I'm just going to be more physical than you. I- I'm going to play basketball. I'm going to be that power forward. I'm going to box you out, and I'm going to go get the ball. It's crazy that the son of, of a running back is the one who has the more uh, you know pronounced uh, route running skills. And then the son of Jerry Rice literally is the one that is the – more physical wide receiver that needs some right. work on his route running. It's like, I'm not listening to you, dad. I'm running my routes my own way. It's probably, <laughs> I could just see it now. Are, th- are there any other wide receivers that were immobile that, that didn't have a, a good, good weeks or, or that probably lost themselves some money? Yes, Walker. I don't know if Carolina, yeah. North Carolina, uh, yeah. young man, I was extremely excited to see up close and in person. Um, you know, I'm not one to like ding guys completely off like body types, but he came in a little bit smaller than that, like body wise, than it looked on tape, like a little thinner. And I felt like he just got in his head early. And it was one of those situations where it's like just snowballed, Dro- had drop passes. Um, routes were something I was looking 
forward to seeing how he handled an NFL route tree because you know North Carolina didn't ask him to run a ton of routes. He like he of course you tell you send him on a go route, he was running by guys. Like, you know, it's just yeah. what it was. Like that's his that's his thing, that's his A trait. But just want to see him kind of develop the the sits, the curls, the hitches, the hinge routes, the ins, the outs. Like, how do you sell and set up your routes? And I didn't see a guy that was just confident. And I think oh, we were talking about this, um, you know, yesterday with some of the scouts. I was like, I, I feel like the combination of what he went through this year, like, and I feel like he heaped so much pressure on himself coming in. Like, I missed like six, seven games because the NCAA's bonehead decision to hold me out for those games and then come back and say, hey, we got it wrong. You can play. And you know what I mean? I feel like he heaped a lot of pressure on himself coming into this situation. And um, it just feel like he, it just snowballed for him. Um, another receiver, any other receivers that didn't like pan out? I think like Jacob Cowing was somebody I came into the week with high expectations for, uh, you know, day one, uh, he got open. He was still separating on um, the tank. Dale comps were a little, Bit much, um, yeah. you know. That's a pretty like, strong you know, comp to, to, compared to somebody considering how how Tank Dell did last year in senior. Absolutely, and Tank just moves so different, you know, than most, than most, even most smaller receivers. So, like, you know, but Jacob's still explosive, dynamic. And he's still a good route runner, and like, there were some throws from the quarterbacks that that weren't on target that he just couldn't. Like it's behind me. I can't do anything about it. But then he just had some concentration drops and everything. And I know just been some stuff going on. Like he, so he's like he bounced back. You know, I think last two days and had some solid days. We just didn't have the big breakout that I was hoping for because his tape is good. He has a good athletic profile and he projects as a you know to me. You think about like a Josh Downs just brings you more explosiveness. He's just like I would say Josh was more nuanced with the re- releases and routes, but he's the more dynamic player. Um, but I think that he's, you know, definitely got it, you know, kind of didn't like didn't kill his draft stock or anything like that. But it just kind of left it as like an even an even balance when you walked out of the week. Now we still got the game tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. All right. He needed a big week, but he didn't have it. Unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Yeah. All right. Enough about this, these receivers. Let's talk about some positions that yeah. matter. Right, Lena? Let's <laughs> talk about some interior <laughs> offensive linemen down in Mobile. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wondered what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for the city. It's also great for great escapes. Class exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, as well as the 2024 Nissan Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Damien, I got to ask you about Jackson Powers Johnson uh, because – just being on Twitter and watching the, the the practice tape, he looked like the most dominant offensive lineman there. Was that the case from what you saw? Absolutely. You, you know, one of the more impressive parts to his game was a lot of the interior offensive linemen struggled on his team against Ohio State interior defensive line Michael Hall, who was arguably one of the most twitched up and agile interior rushers in this class at 6'2", 280. And that's the one guy that beat him in one-on-ones was Jackson Powers Johnson. Like JPJ, lateral movement, foot quickness, understanding of like, even though it's one-on-one, I, he understood spacing, understand how to close gaps and not allow him to reduce the surface area to clear his shoulder. And his hands are so strong yeah. and violent. And it's like, man, this young man can, because I think when he, he's, he's on court, of course, playing center, but I love them giving them some guard reps. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a guy that could play either center or guard in the NFL. So if you're a team that, hey, we have a lockdown center. Our center's good. We got our center for three years. We need a guard. I would still go JPJ. He would still be my, my top mm-hmm. interior offensive lineman because I feel like even taking that step, taking that responsibility, having to snap and then block to tell him, hey, just fire off the ball, big fella, and go get work. Like, he's so... And, and and he's got he's got the leadership, the intangibles, the leadership qualities. But also, I remember watching a, a, a rep on tape just Lee coming into the week where he was uncovered during the game, and he like like as a bumper chicken yeah. wing the defensive lineman, yeah. sent him flying over another gap, and it's like you love that type of stuff, right? Like if you're not covered, if you're uncovered, go find work. He's intelligent, high IQ, and fo- you know in football, and he's a good athlete and just good functional strength. I absolutely love his game. I you know interior offensive linemen typically don't go round one unless you're just like Quentin Johnston typically you know, um, but this is a guy Quentin like Nelson. Quentin Nelson, yeah, Quentin Nelson, yeah, Quentin Nelson. But like you know, for me, it's like this is a guy I would absolutely look at in in the back end of the first round if I'm a team that needs to improve the interior offensive line because what's the f- quickest way to the quarterback right up the middle? He's a guy mm-hmm. that's going to be able to solidify that as well as move bodies in the run game. Plus, he's built so, like SpongeBob. Yeah, exactly. He does look like SpongeBob. <laughs> I, I commented on Twitter that he he will bury you in a pineapple under the sea. Yes. Uh, the Cowboys. You know, this is also a very prescient conversation because the Cowboys have a center that's on an expiring contract, mm-hmm. and f- from what I could see in the draft pool and and specifically in Mobile, is that there is an embarrassment of riches uh, at the position at the interior offensive line position. Obviously, we just talked about Jackson Powers, um, but like. Are there any other guys? I guess this is a two-part question. One, who are some of the other guys that are like center eligible that, that took snaps at center or that you could see as a center that could also, you know, help the Cowboys potentially? And are any of them good enough to stop me from doing something crazy like trying to trade up for Jackson Powers? Because uh, <laughs> I, I feel very infatuated with the guy at this point. Uh, a guy I came in really high on, I watched him right before we got here and gave him, ended up giving him like a day two pick, like late day two pick was Wisconsin center, uh, Tanner Bortolini. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, squatty, shorter build. He's not Joe Tipman. Joe Tipman was like 6'6", like 320. So he's, he's a little bit smaller, but you're talking about step 
stepped in and replaced such a, I think Joe Tipton was an All-American, stepped in and replaced that that highly gifted and talented center with no problem. He plays with great leverage. He's got good, strong hands. Footwork is good in terms of being able to mirror guys laterally. Uh, another high, like, listen, Wisconsin may not have the most impressive offense, you know, in college football, but if you know one thing about them, they produce oh, offensive point. linemen. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, you know what you're getting when you get one of these guys in. To me, he may not be like a day one starter right out of the gate, but he's somebody who's going to work his butt off, and he has the skill set to be a starting center. And I think he can also play guard as well. Um, so it's like this is a guy that gives you that that uh, kind of positional, positional flexibility. I really love him. He's like he wants to, to move guys. He wants to get guys. He wants to finish those reps with the physicality and aggressiveness. He anchors well. Even get some of these bigger detail, defensive tackles in one-on-ones. When he got his hands fitted, he got those cleats into the dirt. He did. They didn't give up. He didn't give up too much more uh, surge or penetration. I really like his game, and I think that's a guy day two, maybe early day three, that a team can snag um, and really be happy about what they're going to get from him. David, I want to ask you about an offensive lineman that was supposed to be in Mobile but wasn't there. Graham mm-hmm. Barton. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. thought Barton could potentially be, you know, one of the best offensive linemen down at the Senior Bowl. I know a lot of people are projecting him to center in the NFL, but. How do you think he stacks up with JPJ? Because I, I like this tape quite a bit, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Of course, better athlete out the gate, right? Because he played tackle, and like he's he's a good athlete at tackle. Though he, he's basically this year's Peter Skaronski. Like if like mm. if your arms are 34 and a half or 35. We're not talking about moving you, bud. Like we're going to leave you right on the island, right on right at tackle. But like his tape is so so sound, technically refined strong. I remember watching him against Florida State, and he had a rep against uh, Jared Verse, where he just took him for a ride upfield. You know what I mean? In the run game. Like, he wants to bully ball you. He wants to create running lanes. And as a former running back myself, I love offensive linemen like that. Create those running lanes for us, baby. I love to see it, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I think he's, like, again, athletic, and I think he could. And that, that was the thing I was excited to see. I think he's he was out with the injury, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. uh, for what I heard. I wanted to see him take those snaps at center. Yeah. To see absolutely. what he looked like and everything, but I think this is a guy that absolutely can play uh, play guard at worst. And then you know, of course, you get him in the camp, see how he handles snap timing. Is he getting the snap off quickly? And is he also being able to get out the gate, snap, and get to his spots, his landmarks quickly? Of course, it's going to take reps. But this is a guy I think he has a high ceiling as an interior offensive lineman and a guy that you can say, you know what, he's one of the linchpins of our offensive line. You talked a little bit about tackles and about, you know, how, I mean, we've, we, I think everybody has been talking about how this tackle class is seemingly one of the best tackle classes we've seen in quite a while. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys, you know, have kind of a need there a little bit. It's sort of like Schrodinger's need, right? Cause you just don't know yeah. if Tyron Smith is coming back or not. And so it's like one week you feel like you do need a tackle and the next week you're not sure. So I guess I would, I'm really interested in hearing about any tackles that you feel like that have, uh, some really good guard flexibility because there, I think there is some potential for the Cowboys to want to take somebody like this and then maybe play around with Tyler Smith and who's playing tackle, who's playing guard, but at least having two solid options at each spot. Yeah. So give me some guys that you feel like that could potentially swing into guard and then maybe back out to tackle if you needed them to. Um, and there's a guy I really like was uh, Arizona's um, Jordan Morgan. Jordan you know, Morgan. He came in, his arms came in a little bit shorter than I expected. It didn't look yeah. like, well, I mean, on tape, it doesn't look like it's a problem for him when he's punching from his landmarks and everything. Uh, his tape against Lay 2 Law 2 was really good in terms of like he he didn't give up much of anything to Lay mm-hmm. 2 when they faced uh, UCLA this year. But, you know, technically, like from a tackle standpoint, he's got a um, 
actually like close his hands. His hand carriage is low, kind of low and wide, gives up his chest, but like he's athlete. I was taught, I talked to a scout this week and it was like, man, he may be one of the top guys in terms of testing at the combine athletically. Like he's an athlete. Um, he gets out of the blocks with quickness, um, you know, everything like that. So he's got to continue to work on punch timing. But I think if you move him in that guard, he's, he's quick footed. He's agile. He's strong at the point of attack. A guy that can you know, move bodies, cut off rush. You're talking about zone game, be able to reach block, seal guys, turn torque, and, and really wash them down the line of scrimmage. I think he could do all those things. Um, so I think he's someone that I'm, I'm really – I wanted to see them move him down. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I wanted to see them put him at guard this week. But they left him at tackle. Um, and I wish I didn't hate, you know what I mean? I wanted to see him do his thing on the island as well. Yeah. And he has some up and down days. But overall, I think, you know, he's someone that I look at like that. This has been a lot of talk about BYU's tackle, Kingsley Suomatia, um, mm-hmm. the guy that people love. Things like, man, I think we can get like an all-pro level uh, guard if we kicked him down. I'm like, yeah, of course. His run temperament, his power, arm length, his quickness. He's a really good athlete as well. Yeah, he can kick down that guard. And then, you know, it's, it's a situation of like, kind of like what Alabama would do. Alabama would bring in these five-star recruits, and they was like, hey, I know that you're a tackle, but, hey, we need you at guard this one year. We can play you at guard, and then we kick you out, right? They've done things with uh, Evan Neal. They've done it with so many of their other tackles. You play – they give you that versatility positional-wise. I think Kingsley do the same thing. Like, if you're if you're fine with – at tackle and you still just want to improve your offensive line, get the best five on the field, you could draft them. And they're like, hey, say Tyron Smith comes back, and you get one year Tyron Smith left, and you want to play him at guard while you're doing that, great. Then when Tyron Smith walks off, you can kick Kingsley right back out the left tackle and let him be the next left tackle for the next 10 years and feel really comfortable about that. So those are the two guys that I think that gives you the best, like, outside-inside versatility. I'm glad that you mentioned Jordan Morgan because I was watching his tape the other day, and the, the comp that I kind of wrote down was – Matthew Bergeron, who played tackle mm. at the Senior Bowl last year, who the Cowboys were very interested in selecting in round one last year. So I think that's a that's an excellent name. It's clear that the Cowboys have a type, and it seems yeah. like Morgan would be one of those guys. I want to move on to running backs because that's another mm. position that we know the Cowboys are going to be interested in during April's draft. Let's find out who the top running backs were in Mobile next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That is why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have this many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats. It might not have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, that process is so quick and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Two-minute warning. That's your time to order in with DoorDash. Whenever the game clock stops, time to order with DoorDash. Order pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. 
Even get prepared before the game. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. On today's show, we've got the great Damian Parson to talk about the top running backs down in Mo- Mobile. Uh, Damian, I liked Ray Davis a little bit. There was a couple other guys that I, that stood out a little bit. But for you, who was the top running back that you saw during the week of practice? Man, I, I would say New Hampshire's Dylan Laub. Uh, mm. You know what I mean? And, and a young man that really, he ran the ball well, uh, really found the, the 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 holes and lanes between the tackles but he i remember talking to jim Nagy. he we had him on the pod right like a week and a week and a half before the event and he said man he this guy can play like receiver basically like he, he runs outstanding routes talking about stop start ability he's a weapon out of the backfield right and i think the, the comp i wrote down in my report over the draft network i wrote my report and i was like listen he's danny woodhead 2.0 like that's what you're getting out of him. Um, a guy that you you get on day probably top of day three, he's gonna do it all for. He can catch punts, he can return uh, kicks and punts. But he's got he's got good speed and open field, nice strong build. Uh, but a guy that I also think like m- kind of mirror and matched him in terms of like what he was able to do. Marshawn Lloyd out of USC, you know, former South Carolina. So he went from one USC to the other, go all the way across the country. And went into Lincoln Riley's office, had a good season with Caleb Williams. And he came out here, caught the ball well, ran routes. But he ran tough. He ran hard. But also, he has that ability just to kind of create. And for me, my personal prayer, I like running backs that can create for themselves. Because if, if the defense closes all the doors that the offensive line is trying to create, can you open some yourself? Can you beat blockers yourself? If there's a free runner and can you negotiate pressure? He does a lot of those things. And I think about, you know, if they were to let Tony Pollard go, who's, who's a guy that can kind of step into that role. I think Marshawn Lloyd can fill that role very admirably cheaper contract. As we know, when it comes Mm -hmm. down to the running back position can catch the ball out of the backfield line up in the slot. Um, He ran, I think he caught a couple wheel routes and beat linebackers. Like this guy's in the foot race. And, And it's like, you know, you know what? We get some rail concepts going in the NFL. Get him matched up on some of these NFL linebackers. You're going to want Dak Prescott to take that one-on-one, take that opportunity, and get that mismatch going. But a guy, that I, and it's crazy because I was talking to a scout on the sideline when I was watching him yesterday, and I said, man, I feel like this would be a great pick for Dallas late in the in the draft. And it's Isaiah Davis of South mm. Dakota State, 6'1", 220. And I, I watched his, his, um, his tape before coming out here, and – you know, a lot of people talk about Braylon Allen out of Wisconsin being that big, strong, physical back. And it's like, yeah. And then I watch Isaiah Davis, and I'm like, I actually like him a lot more, and I'll get mm-hmm. a better value for him. Whereas, like, you're talking about negotiating pressure and quick penetration. For a 6'1", 220-pound back, he's quick-footed. He can mm-hmm. make guys miss. I believe he has over 57 missed tackles forced. If I remember when I looked up the numbers wow. and then I looked at the, the looked at his actual tape and I'm like, okay, I see why I see why his tempo and what he runs with, he's very good at pressing gaps, but he has the jump cut ability. 
the ability to make guys miss and get into lanes. And if you close one door, he knows how to find that exit route. But also being 6'1", 220, he brings a power aspect to his game. And then what's the surprising part is he had, he's pretty admirable in terms of running routes. He'll run the Texas route. He can run some wheels. He can run different things. He's got good hands, too. There was a play um, on tape where he ran a, a Texas angle route. He's he's in the middle of the field. The quarterback kind of throws it high, and he just high points it with one hand in the middle of the field and just snatches it. And I'm like, this is not – you don't see too many big backs doing that, you know, five, seven yards down the field. And I feel like, you know, with Dallas, uh, even just this year, like, you know, I know Zeke is always going to be a buzzy name for Dallas Cowboy fans. I felt like that element was missing just a little bit, you know, not having that – downhill thumper that guy that can change the pace and, and kind of hurt defenses and wear them down i think you know being able to get a isaiah davis on like the in the fifth round of the 2024 draft like that's amazing value because i think he will bring some of that to your offense one more name i wanted to mention i i went to auburn so i have some affinity for some of the smaller schools that are actually near auburn's i used to spend some time at troy had some friends at mm-hmm. troy so I and obviously Demarcus Ware, you know, coming out of Troy was was a big uh, moment for all of us. I'm a big fan, and I wanted to hear your take on Kamani Vidal because I I do think that he's a guy that to me, small, squattier guy with with a good build. I, I think he can get open underneath if, if if you send him out into some quick passing stuff. He intrigues me a little bit, uh, but he doesn't have a ton of of experience against you know top level competition. Obviously, playing at Troy, but when he has, he he's he's performed. It feels like. So what did you see out of Mobile from him? Man, you talking about a riser. Like I was, uh, remember talking to Keith and in, 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 uh, Scout on the sideline while we were watching him this weekend. The question we, some one of us posed the question to the other was like, "What does he do that? What what does Blake Corum does that he can't do?" Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> it's this like the same build, right? Mm-hmm. Blake Corum has just done it on a national stage at at uh, Michigan, right? He's a national champion, but talking about body types were similar. Uh, and, and Vidal was impressive in terms of catching the football out of the backfield, yeah. real wheel routes, the diff, like the ability to just naturally bring the ball in. But then also when he wants to run behind his pads, he can do that as well. And he, he's, he knows how to get what we call get skinny, get small, find those creases. Like I really liked what I saw from him this week. And that was a big thing. Like, like you said, Landon, like going from Troy and then coming out here and it's like a lot of big time power five helmets. How did he handle it? The, the spotlight wasn't too big for this young man. He came out here and he was one of the better backs, uh, complete backs. He was good in pass protection, right? He's he caught the ball well and he ran hard, like pushing the pile. I was like, if somebody's gonna get a five seven, two hundred plus pound running back and feel really good about it, if you want to give him those carries, because if you really like Blake Corum, I don't see why yeah. you would not like Vidal. Exactly, right. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I- this is a fun running back class, not necessarily in the top 50, but like yeah. Yeah. beyond that, I think you get some really, really good players. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lathan Cowboys your first listen every day. We want to thank Damien for jumping on the show. Make yeah. sure that you check him out on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. Go check him out on the Locked On NFL Draft Show. They do a fantastic job over there. Go download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Check our shows out on YouTube as well. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here on Monday. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.